everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Uh, we got another great episode today. We're going to dive right in and get straight to the meat. Um, today's topic is for men, how to treat your wife and, mm-hmm. and, and, and really love her and like the whole grasp of things. So we will be covering today uh, Genesis 2, 18. Proverbs 18, 22, and Proverbs 31, 10, and 1 Peter 3, verse 7. So you can turn your Bibles as we're talking and read through those, and we'll be touching on those uh, back and forth today while we're talking. Um, Welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels. Good day to you as well, and good day to everyone that's um, following us. It's a great day to to learn, a great day to uh, help. Um, not just the, uh, the brothers, but I think the ladies as well. You know, I think key to every relationship is when both parties understand what God requires of the other, uh, the other group, you know, because the more you know about what your spouse is required, uh, the more empathy you can have for when they are um, working hard to, to make that happen. But also those times when they fall short, because then you realize that, you know what, we all fall short at times, but now I can see at least that, you know, you're making that effort to, to do some things, you know. Um, and so that's why I think it's good if we're going to be men that we understand our wives. Um, but we also teach our young men to understand as well. You know? Yeah, it's um, going ahead with our Raising Men series. This is um, a very good topic um, for today's time, because as you know, you know, we've been in you know pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, some people found out that the person they married, they got real close to them. They you know, locked in the house with them for um, for a year. Me personally, me and my wife always spend time together anyway. So it wasn't a big difference. But if I know for other couples out there, it was a major difference and eye opening um, to a whole lot of things. But we need to take this time out, Dr. Daniels, and help the men understand, like, what is it that you need to do and, you know, how are you supposed to treat your wife? And then what the purpose um, for your wife is. So we're going to look at Genesis um, chapter two, verse 18. I'm reading out of the NIV. The text says, the Lord God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a a helper suitable for him. Mm -hmm. So your wife is there for you to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dr. Daniels, is there anything deeper in that text or is it just plain right to the point? Well, I, I, I would say it's right to the point, but I, I would say this. Um, when you look at the, the construct of, of um, the text and, 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 and why God positioned it that way, right? Um, the, 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 way that, the way the Bible positions it is that, you know, there is an order to things, right? And that order being, of course, God, the creator. Uh, and, and then for us, there is Jesus and then there is the husband, and then there is the wife, and then there is the children. Well, you know, when God made that statement to Adam, he was making a statement for a specific reason, because he had given Adam authority, you know, over the Garden of Eden, and that authority was to do certain things. And so there were some goals that God had established for Adam, okay? And so then he tells Adam, well, you're going to need some help, in managing this garden, right? And so if you, if you look at that, in, you know, in the NIV version, of course, um, 
it 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 does not specifically state it this way, but if you go back to the Hebrew, um, basically what it says is that I'm giving you someone to help you meet goals or a help meet. Right. So that's to help you meet whatever I'm telling you you're supposed to do. So basically what God was saying was, I'm giving you the woman to help you accomplish those things that I have established for you. Right. So that that's really the true purpose of why we have a wife is so she can assist us in meeting those things that God has established for us. What's key in that, in my opinion is I have to know what God has established for me. Right. And, and then once I know that, then my wife is positioned to help me to get there, you know, but in helping me get there, I have to understand that that doesn't make her subservient or a servant. Right. Right. And I think a part of why a lot of times people um, look at that in a, in a wrong way is because they don't necessarily see the value of what their wife really means to them. And that's why we pointed out, all, you know, all, all four of those verses is because when you understand the value of something, it allows you to treat it differently. Right. Right. You know, if, if you're driving around in a 2021 uh, uh, Mercedes, um, you treat it differently than if you're riding around in a uh, 1990 uh, uh, Kia. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And so what the Bible does is it give, helps give us the value of a, of a good wife. And that and that's what I think what some of those texts pull out is that now that I see her value it's going to change the way I respond to her and the way I treat her. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, we, we should value you. You look at the word value and you think about everything that you, how you value something. Mm -hmm. Do we always treat our wife or our spouse, you know, that you said we, for both men and women mm -hmm. with value. And it, it's like, and the answer is you would like, you you know, you would like to say, yes, I do. But let's be let's be real. Sometimes you're going to fall short in an aspect. Mm -hmm. And I know as you as a counselor have counseled many married couples who one of the one of the parties, one side feels devalued or unappreciated. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and, and the, the focus is simple, um, at least it's simple in as far as how we are told to do it, right? You know, for example, the Bible tells us that uh, the, the man that finds a, a wife finds a good thing, right? Good, a good thing. So right. already it's saying, well, if you find a wife, you found something of value. Right. But it also says that a good wife will enhance your prayers. You know, it, it will elevate your ability to connect with your God. And that, isn't that something that it says that in Proverbs as well? So you know, if I'm a godly man and I know and I see the value in connecting with my God and I know that a good wife will add to my ability to connect with that God, that right there ought to have me see her in a different light, right? And, and treat her in a different way because that, that would kind of be like, uh, if you look at, you know, because connecting with God is about communication, Right. And it's about closeness, okay? And I'm just going to put it in a simple way. Most people value their cell phones mm -hmm. because their cell phones allow them to connect. That's correct. Right? And, and so that's why they keep them all the time. You know, you can't walk, you walk out the house without your cell phone and you feel lost. Right. Because that cell phone keeps you connected to a woman, to her children, you know, to job, you know, all those kind of things. 
Well, the Bible says that my wife helps me connect better with my God, and my God is the provider of everything that I need. So that in and of itself ought to give me a better appreciation for her, even, even if I don't value her for nothing else, even if she can't cook and can't clean. Right. If, if, if having her allows my prayers to be answered quicker and in a more positive way, that right there speaks volume for her value to me. Right. And, and oh, that, that was powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the first thing you said is the, the, the man needs to know what his purpose is, like what, mm-hmm. what God want him, want him to do. Can, does the, the wife that he puts in front of you give you a key or like um, some type of uh, clue, so to speak, of what you're supposed to be doing? Because sometimes you could get married and really not know what you're, you know, supposed to do. Well, according to the Bible, uh, and that's, you know, if we, that last verse you talked about, First Peter, um, it is not up to my wife to tell me what my purpose is. Right. Okay. Uh, because again, we talked about the order is God, right. Jesus, me, and so forth and so on. Right. Okay. No, no. Well, I, I need to know my purpose. You know, I need to get connected with God and my purpose because God spoke to Adam. He didn't speak to Eve until Eve to so, tell Adam. But the question I'm asking though is. I'm answering it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, and I'm saying, I get that. Uh-huh. So I guess the real question I'm asking is, should you know your purpose before you get married? Uh, a- absolutely. Because again, um, why are you, why are you getting married? Okay. You shouldn't get married to have sex. Although Paul does say it's better to marry than to burn. Meaning what? If you cannot contain, that's what he says. Then right. if you can't contain, you get married. Marriage should make you better. If, if, if marrying you doesn't make me better, then I should not marry you. And, but that works both ways. Right. If, if a woman marrying a man didn't make her better, and that's a mistake that women make sometimes, is they marry men or they date men because they say he has potential. Well, you don't marry someone that has potential. You marry someone that's already demonstrated that they can make you better. The same thing with a man. You don't select a woman that has potential. You select a woman that's already demonstrated she can make you better as a man. Uh, and that's the mistake that, that people make. But I need to know up front what God has for me. Right. I need to know where, where, I'm, where I'm trying to go. And I need to be able to articulate that to the woman. That, hey, this is my plan for my life. This is where I'm trying to go. This is where God has positioned me, where God wants me to go. And the question is, can you help me get there? Can you be there help me to help me get there? Right. Right? Because traditionally, marriage was not about what we think marriage was about. Marriage was about moving forward, right. not about that Google-eyed love. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, one of the one of the best examples I can think of is the lion and the lionesses. Okay. The lionesses say to the lion, "You have one purpose. Your job is to be my covering." Right. Right. That lion, his job is to protect that lioness and her cubs. That's his primary job. Right. He patrols the territory. He makes sure she feels safe. Her job then is to bear him children and to bring home the food. Right. And that's it. And and, and if he can't do that, guess what? Another line steps, steps in and takes in. the place. Right. Yeah. 
Now, I'm not saying that we should trade spouses that easily, but I'm just saying that's the basic, that's how nature is established. So uh, should, should that, that lion knows his role from the time he's a, a, a young, young buck right. and, and going out. Uh, uh, if a man doesn't know his purpose by the time he's 21, that is because one or both parents did not do their job. You know, I mean, it's really just that simple. Um, someone hasn't taught them properly. Right. And then that's part of the reason why we're having this discussion is to get it. Let's stop the cycle, you right. know, yeah. and start now, like, you know, how to raise men. And, you know, and then unfortunately, there's some men, quote unquote, do for age. We're considering them men, but they still haven't grown up yet. So how do we handle, what's the best advice for somebody listening to this right now? And he's 35 years old and he's realizing, you know what, I haven't been doing things the right way myself and I have kids. What's the best advice for him? right now? Well, I, you know, I, I, I guess I would say the first thing, if, if, if the issue is um, in a marital sense, I would say that the first thing the person has to do is to recognize why his wife is in his life, you know, she's in your life to make your life better. So then the question becomes, how can I help her make my life better? Mm. Not how can I make her make my life better, but help her make my life better because I should take on the role that says, you know what? I am the leader. And if I'm the leader, I need to support you so you can help me become better. All right. Now, and, and, and in doing that, I have to recognize again what the Bible says, that he that finds a wife finds a good thing. So the Bible already established what? Hey, she is, she is good for me. You know, right. not that she's, you know, something that I can just push aside, but she's good. She has value. And, and what is her value to me? Well, in Proverbs 31, you know, as we talked about for 31 and 10 says, if you find a virtuous woman, She's worth her weight in precious stones, right? So, you know, if you put that in perspective, and granted, he was using a, a figurative term there. Right. If the average woman weighs, let's say, 140 pounds, can you imagine how much 140 pounds of diamonds would be worth? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, that's the value of her to you. So that's the value of her to me. I need to treat her like that's her value, right? That, that she is priceless. In other words, that's, that's what the Bible is saying. If you found a good, virtuous woman, you found a woman that's priceless, right? Now, maybe I haven't found a good, virtuous woman because most guys, that's not what they look for. Right. right? You know, they, most people ain't looking for a virtuous woman. No. But, you covered that in Bible study. Right. Bible study. But, but should be, though. Right? right. Let's say I have a good, virtuous woman. So now I look at, again, like, as what First Peter says, right, in, in, in First Peter 3 and 7, that that I need to treat my wife as if she is the weaker vessel. Weaker doesn't mean less intelligent. That's not what it's talking about, right. right? Weaker means that I should be her covering. I should be her protector. So as a protector, I have to protect everything about her. So that means I have to protect her mind, her body, and her soul. And I think oftentimes we forget that. We forget that our job is not just to protect her body, but my job is to protect her mind. My job is to protect her soul. So if I'm going to protect her mind, I must help her mind to always be free from those encumbrances that would lead her to a point of depression, 
to right. lead her to a point of anxiety because I'm protecting her mind. Right. I need to protect her soul. I shouldn't be putting her in a position where she would be easily pulled away from the, you know, that which God has purposed her to do. Right. right. And, and certainly I should protect her body, which means I shouldn't be someone who's adding to her stress. Right. I should be someone that's, that, that is helping to alleviate her stress. And, and I, I think if, 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 if men would do that, you know, that would change the dynamics. A part of the problem, and I, and I don't want to put uh, the onus on women, you know, but I'm just saying a part of the problem is there are too many men that have been raised by women. And that's a, that's, that's a part of the problem. And that's why we doing what we're doing, right? Because we want men to raise the men. Right. See, when women raise men, they raise them differently than men raise men, right? You know, women right. tend to coddle men. You know, I'm, I'm sure you, I don't know if you saw the movie Baby Boy, for example. Oh, yeah. When a woman coddles her son, she teaches her son that a woman should take care of a man. Right. You know, that, that's what's really you're teaching him. So he looks for a woman that will take care of him, you know, and that's not what that, 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 see that, 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 that hurts the dynamic. So what we have to do is rethink our roles, right. And we think how we raise our boys and how we, how we bring them up um, in order for us to make that break that cycle. Right. You mentioned uh, Baby Boy, and if people watch the movie, I remember the scene when uh, Melvin choked him on the couch, mm-hmm. and that was the wake-up call that um, the character that Tyrese is playing. His wake-up call is like, mm-hmm. you know, wait a minute, you're supposed to be grown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he even said the word, that's my woman, not your woman, mm-hmm. you know, and you need to grow up. Right. But it was he didn't hear it until the man told him, you know. Well, unfortunately, we, you know, <laughs> If, if you get used to your mother mothering you, it's, it's pleasant. Yeah. Right? So oftentimes men will seek a woman that mothers them as well. Well, if she's mothering you, then that means you're not setting the tone. She's setting the tone. Right? And, 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 I, and I think culturally for us as well, you know, and I don't want to leave the Bible, but just, just quickly, culturally for us, for, for black men and, and black women, Society has also set things up so that the woman would be in in the, in the lead. You know, if you think about uh, back during slavery time, think about during the civil rights era. You know, um, if 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 something were to happen in the household, you see, the black man couldn't go downtown to the sheriff and plead for somebody, right? But the black woman could. See, the black woman was working in the house. You know where the sheriff, you know, right. sheriff, she was working in the lawyer's house as a domestic help. So she could be there and, and ask the questions, you know, she could plead her case. The black man was outside in the garden in the field. Right. Right. And he bed not come in that house, not because what the white woman was inside the house. Right. So he bed not walk down the sidewalk and look the white woman in the eye, but see the, or look the white man in the eye. Uh, let's see, you know, how are you doing? Mr. So-and-so, you know, then he could look, but the black woman could do that. Uh, and so over time, you know, unfortunately, society kind of put position us that way. Right. You know, even if you would go to buy a house or buy a car, the first thing the person tell you, uh, they don't they don't talk to you first. They talk right. to your wife first. Right. And they say, you know, well, what, what does a little woman want? You know. Right. Uh, what, what, <laughs> so already they've said, well, you're not the head of this household. Right. She is. Um, so a part of it is a societal thing, but we have to change that. You know, we have to change that. 
so that we are protecting our women. Because mm-hmm. I can't protect you if society keeps telling you you're protecting me. Right. Now, so how do you, what's your main suggestion or advice for a married couple that that situation has happened where the, the woman is now essentially basically the head of the household, making all the calls, all, making all the big decisions and everything. And the man is kind of just sitting back chilling. And then he hears this podcast and says, okay, I need to do my, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Be a man, step up. Now, we all know that the woman is not going to just relinquish that over, like overnight. There's going to be some conflict. So what is the best way to work through that conflict to kind of shift things back to the way it should be? I, I think you have to shift it one way, one, one element at a time. And, and I can tell you because I shifted things. You know, I didn't, I didn't marry a woman that had not been taught by her mother you know, hey, you don't let a man tell you what to do. I mean, that's that's the common thing that right. you know, women are taught at oftentimes, right? Um, so the first thing you have to do, I think, is you have to let the woman know how much you value her. And that's a matter of conversation. It's also a matter of action, right? To let her them know that you you value them, that you let them know that, hey, you know what, you are priceless in my eyes. And I want to take care of you. You know, oftentimes we don't put it out there that way that I truly want to take care of you. Right. I want your life to be easier. And I, and, and cause I value you and I also want to help you become the woman that you want to be, you know, because if you're better, we're going to be better. And if you're the one struggling, if you're the one bearing all this weight, if you're the woman with all this weight on your shoulders, then, Hey, we're not going to get as far as we could get. Right. You know, because my shoulders are broader than yours. You know, my legs are stronger than yours. And I, I let me carry some of this weight, too. And I get it that you don't necessarily want to, you know, turn over everything right away. But you, let me just take some of this tough stuff off of your back so you don't have to bear this weight by yourself. I think that's what we have to articulate that to our, 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 our women. So they understand that we do care. Right. You know, we do care and, and we care not so we can just be a big man on campus. Not so that other folk will look at us and say, hey, yeah, bro, bro, dog got his act together. No, that ain't why I'm doing it. I'm doing it not so other people can see me. I'm doing it so you don't have to bear the burden. You don't have to feel the pain. I will take the pain. And, and, and it also looks good, too. I mean, <laughs> but that ain't why I'm doing it. I'm right, just saying. Right. I think that's what women have to. We have to articulate to the woman. That I'm not doing it so it looks good. I'm doing it because I value you. Right. Because if 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 they think you're doing it because it looks good, then it'd be like, oh, you're just trying to show off in front of your friends. Right. You're trying to show off. Da, 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 da. No, I got to do it behind closed doors as well as in the open. Right. You, you know, and I got to do it more behind closed doors than I do it in the open because sometimes I got to recognize too that you know. Um, most women still want to feel a certain sense of independence. So that's a gradual thing. But in the home, I don't have to make it gradual. You know, I right. can, I can bear the burden right away. Right. But when I get outside, I got to make it gradual so that now it becomes where, you know, she says to the, to the, to the salesman, ask my husband, right. <laughs> you, you know, rather than her just automatically, you know, cherishing the fact that they talk to him, you know, first. See, you know, like when I, when I, I can, t- I can tell you by example, the, the, the biggest change that happened in my family. Okay. We buy a car and 
the person acts like I'm not there. And you're talking to my wife. He goes through the whole spiel and he talks to her, right? And so uh, I get up and I walk outside in the showroom, okay? And then I guess it dawned on him that I'm not coming back. <laughs> right. So he goes out there and he says, Mr. Daines, uh, don't you want to hear what's going on? And I said, why? And he said, because you're buying a car. I said, well, you sure? Because you weren't talking to me. You was talking to her. Right. So if she's buying a car, you don't need to talk to me. And then he says, well, well, okay. So if she, 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 she got the checkbook. I said, no, I got it in my pocket. He said, well, she, can't she write the check? I said, she can, but I got a checkbook in my pocket. Right. And since you ain't talking to me, I'm not writing a check. Right. He says, so, so y'all not going to buy the car? I said, I'm not. <laughs> right. You know. And he, I, he just couldn't get in his head that. Right. So I, I stayed right out there and another car salesman came up, you know, because I stayed out there and started talking to me. I talked to him. Right. And guess who I yeah. bought the car from? <laughs> that car salesman. Right. 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 And, and, and this is the irony of it. It was a brother that was talking to us at first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my, my thing was simple, you know, Hey, you're just going to show me zero respect. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but again, so I think, the, I think we have to, we have to show our wives that we value them and our actions are meant to help reduce their pain, reduce their struggle and reduce their anxiety. I want to protect your, I want to, I'm, I'm your covering. Right. And I'm going to protect your mind. I'm going to reduce your anxiety. I'm going to protect your body. I'm going to put all the stress on you. And I'm going to protect your soul. I want to make sure that your relationship with your God is, is one that is sound set so that all of us benefit from the blessings of our creator. Now that last one, I, I did not know. I will admit I did not know that was my duty to do that. So I will be changing that. Uh, <laughs> Before, because right now it's been the opposite direction, mm -hmm. you know, which, like you said, is here to help me. And I'm I'm there. I, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, so. That is huge. And I don't think I, I know I didn't know it. I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of other men out there, you know, don't know that either, because if they knew that, then it would go get closer to God because it makes sure they're not saying the wrong thing. You know, so it's as see. We've been doing this for over two years now and I'm seeing the pattern. It, it goes like a little circle that always leads back where leads right back to God. Mm -hmm. You know, we can veer off and we can get off in the weeds and, and it eventually we end back up in the maze right back in the same spot. You know, we've, we've debated a whole lot of things, Dr. Daniels between what men and women should do and people should do how people should treat people from other cultures and everything. And then we end up right back where, you know, the, the, the Bible has the, the remedy for all life's problems, right? Because if you think about it, it is a history that has every problem in it that humankind can encounter. Right. But it also shows us the solutions. Right. You know, we just choose, unfortunately, here's what we say. People who forget the history are bound to repeat it but yet we keep doing the same stupid stuff over and over again, rather than saying, let me go to the Bible for my answer. You know, there are pandemics in the Bible, right? Right. So there's nothing new. Um, and there've been relationship problems from the moment Adam and Eve, you know, again, God gave Adam Eve, right. And, 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 and Eve, 
Adam was not covering her properly. He was not protecting her properly. Had he been, she would not have succumbed to the wiles of the devil. Right. Right. But because he wasn't protecting her properly, she, you know, allowed the devil to influence her. And when he did influence her, then Adam tried to put it on her. Right. And said, Lord, the woman you gave to me, you know, he blamed everybody but himself. Right. He, he, he blamed the woman and he even blamed God. The woman thou gavest me. Right. So saying, you put this problem in my life, you know, and then the woman, the one uh, uh, did it. He never looked internally and said, God, you know what? You told me to cover her. You told me to be a covering to her. Right. Had I covered her mind, body, and soul, this would not have happened. It's my mistake. But he blew it off on other people. And so we haven't learned from that. And so we keep letting the same thing happen over and over and over again. And then we don't take responsibility. But it's our mistake. It's our fault. Right. Uh, you, you look at the first recorded murder in the Bible, right? Two brothers fight. Okay. And one kills the other. Right. These are young men. Right. That says to me that what? Father, you know, wasn't doing something. You know, father wasn't there. He is, for some reason, he was not there to ensure that those brothers understood where they should have been in their worship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because if you understand my worship, we know why they, why Cain got angry, because God did not accept his offering. Right. Right. Well, who was supposed to teach him? His daddy. Yeah. So if, 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 if his dad had said to him, hey, wait a minute, Cain, hey, hold, hold on, hold on for a minute, son, that offering is not going to be acceptable. That's not what God wants from you. Right. You know, uh, then that would have changed the whole dynamic. And so, um, you know, what you're saying is so, so appropriate that at some point men have to be teaching men. That's why I'm saying men have to be teaching men. And the men that don't know need to, we, we who do know, need to take every opportunity we have to instruct and teach. And it doesn't have to be your child either. Right. You, you know, I talk to young brothers all the time and just tell them, bro, I'm just dropping a little knowledge on you. Right. Now you don't have to take it. Right. But I'm just dropping a little knowledge on you. Okay. And I'm dropping you not because I'm trying to tell you what to do. Cause I've been around for a while now, yep. you know, I'm, I'm old school now. So I can tell you, don't make the mistakes I made. Right. And you know, it, there's no need to repeat something, yeah. you know, right. somebody else went through mm-hmm. and, um, business you learn from other people's mistakes that's right you know and honestly if you don't you fail right right. and the situation even with Cain it it tells me a little bit tells you a lot about people Mm -hmm. too instead of him looking at himself or looking at it the other way it's like okay what did Abel do let me go look to see what he gave him even though if my dad didn't tell me what how to do it or corrected me Mm -hmm. I can look at my brother and say what did you give him that he wanted and why my why is mine the way it is and then took it that that way instead of getting angry. And but what do people do most of the time? Well, the, and and that's the thing. But uh, but but again, you're right. He should not have gotten angry. But uh, but he knew. I, I guess what I'm saying is this: because God said to him, "If thou doest well, won't I be praising you? Right. If you don't do well, sin life at the door." So God kind of said it like, "What? Hey." You knew better, but you didn't do better. Right. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is that for fathers, right, if I'm your father, 
The question is, when does fathering stop? Never. Never. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Never. So if, 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 I, if, if it, it's not like they live miles and miles apart. Right. right. So if, if I see my son is not properly serving our God, right. Shouldn't I take it as my responsibility to say, Hey son, let me, I gotta, come on, let me, I gotta, come on, tighten up here. You know, let's tighten up. Right. Let's put it in check. My son lives in Virginia beach. I live in Chesapeake. Right. But I still have not stopped my um, father, my father, fathering of him as far as his relationship with his God. You know, right. I, I don't try to dictate to him where he works at or, or you know, right, you know right, this right. kind of thing. But if, if he stopped coming to church, you better believe I'm going to be down his throat. <laughs> you know, hey, what's going on with right. you? I mean, I can't make him come, but it, it won't be because I haven't, you know, pushed him and said, hey, listen, you know, you, you got to tighten up. You, you know God. You, you know what God has done for you. Right. You know all the blessing he's given you. You know, I'm saying, and I'm not trying to blame Abraham, not Abraham, but um, Adam. But I'm just saying, you know, like you say, what lesson do we learn? And to me, that lesson is that, you know, if a father continues to be that man, you know, then, then it, would change, it would change some things. Um, yeah, can, can I blame the son? Well, if I blame the son, I just took all the weight off the dad. Right. <laughs> so I got to say, well, if I'm going to be the man, right. y- you know, then it's, it's on me. Yeah. Well, wow, we went a, we went a long ways on this one. So is there anything else, um, Dr. Daniels, in the text or anything in general that you want to, like, bring home for the people out there that's listening and watching this on YouTube? You know, all I would say, especially for the, for the brothers out there, is that it's critical that we understand the roles of our wife. And I maybe that's what we need to talk about a little bit. Not so we can dictate for them to do the role, but so we can understand their role. You know, the more you understand, the more you can empathize. Right. And the more you empathize, the less you complain. You know, and, and I think if we know and understand the hardships that they go through, It'll give us, you know, more of a feeling of let me help you, not not just tell you you're supposed to do this because it's in the Bible. Right. But let me help make your life easier so I can help you do it or I can make it such that it doesn't tear you down to do it. Right. And patience is key. Absolutely. Because, you know, we say we want to bring the world into the conversation, but culturally we have got a lot to dig through to get back centered. Absolutely, you know, I mean, it's just absolute. This is right there, right. and so it's it's up to us as men of God, and I and I'm gonna put it out there. And I say men of God, I don't mean preachers. I mean men who accepted God as our Creator and Jesus as our Savior. It's up to us to become that guiding force to say, you know what, we're gonna make the family better. We're going to make the world better. And I can't make my family better without making my wife better. Because the, the order of precedent is always I make my wife better so she can help me make our children better. You know, right. and that's the way the Bible is set up. It's God, the father, the son, me becoming better, my wife becoming better so my children can be better. And, and that's that flow. Well, you heard it here. 
But please make sure that you hit the subscribe button on YouTube and also hit the notification bell so you get notified when we post something new. Thank you so much, Dr. Daniels, and thank you so much for listening and watching on YouTube. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.